Good morning and welcome to this latest devotional podcast from Holy Trinity. And over the next couple of weeks, we're going to be in these morning devotions, thinking about the great theme of revival, how God has brought revival in the past and how he longs for us to pursue him for it in the present, that he might do it even today. I love the story of Bill Johnson, the author and pastor in America, who, when he was being interviewed for the head pastor position at Bethel Church, where he is at the moment, was asked the question by the interviewing board, if you were appointed, what would be your priority for this church? What would be your agenda? And his answer wasn't what they were expecting. It wasn't a series of programs and strategies to be implemented. He said very simply, my agenda, my goal would be revival. I would have no other goal for this church. I'd have no other agenda than to see revival break out, to see it spread from this place, to see it wash across the land. If you appoint me, there's going to be one thing that's going to be the priority, revival. And I just love that because it speaks of a heart that understands and knows the power of God in revival. That in seasons of revival, when it happens, God does things that he does in no other season. That things happen, things change in a unique and remarkable way. And it's an exciting time, it's an exuberant time, it's a time of great power that we're called to pursue and seek him for even today. I want to share a few words from Isaiah 49 where Israel are in exile and the prophet Isaiah foresees revival and he explains what's going to happen in it. Starting at the 8th verse, he says this. This is what the Lord says. In the time of my favour, I will answer you. And in the day of salvation, I will help you. I will keep you and make you a covenant for the people to restore the land, to reassign its desolate inheritances, to say to the captives, come out, and to those in darkness, be free. I think just in that short passage about revival, there's three marks of revival that I think ought to make us hungry for it today. Firstly, that revival is a special time. Isaiah speaks about the time of God's favour, the day of salvation. That in times of revival, it's almost like God has a calendar and he's marked out certain days upon it to say, this day and this day and this day are specially times of my power. I'm going to pour out grace and power in like no other way. It's a season of change, a season of salvation, a season of my favour that I'm going to bestow upon people. And then Isaiah suggests that it's also a season of special size. He speaks about the effect of revival being that it would make a covenant for the people that would be for all the nation, the whole land. That in a sense, when God acts in revival, not only does the river of his grace and his people swell, but it breaks its banks and floods the entire land and saturates everything around it. That this isn't any local church renewal moment. This is a nation-changing event that alters the destiny and course of entire nations. And then he says that revival has a special power. That as a result of revival, that there is freedom, that chains are broken. That those who are captive come out of prison, that those who are in darkness see light. And often in those seasons of revival, we find as we 
hear about them in the coming days, that people who once were very far off from Jesus, where there seemed to be no way of them coming to salvation, suddenly, in seasons of revival, salvation's made easy for them. That actually God works in a unique and remarkable and wonderful way to bring thousands and even millions to salvation in times of revival. And that, if anything, should make us hungry for it, should make us long for it. The original revival, of course, and the greatest revival was the day of Pentecost, when the Spirit came upon the first disciples. And it had all those marks we were talk we've just been talking about. It had a special time to it, that it was a day, a single day, the day of God's power, the awaited day that they were waiting for, that God was waiting for to pour out his power. They'd been fasting and seeking and praying, no doubt, and then God shows up in a remarkable way. It had that special size that not only was it confined to the twelve, not only was it confined to those in the upper room, but it spread out. It went across the city and started a missionary movement that led to the ends of the earth. And it had that special power that on a single day, 3,000 came to know Jesus. And subsequently, day upon day, thousands came to know him, and then millions, and now today billions, all as a result of that one day. That revival, when it breaks out, changes everything. There's a military tactical term that helps us understand why revival does this. It's called the concentration of powers. And it's when a military commander in the midst of battle chooses to rally all his troops to a certain place at a certain time to win a decisive victory and a breakthrough moment in the enemy's ranks that turns the tide of the battle and the war. And that's what happens in revival. God, as it were, marshals all of his forces and concentrates them to a certain place at a certain time to create that breakthrough moment that changes everything. And whole nations are transformed as a result. Right now we're in the midst of a nation transforming event itself. And that is the epidemic of coronavirus. Where not only individuals but also communities and cities and nations are being transformed as a result of it. But that dark disease that causes destruction isn't the only thing that has the power to operate on such a wide level with such great power to change nations. So does revival. It has the power to change individuals, cities and communities and whole nations. And may this current season be a provocation to us. This generation has seen the power of a dark disease that causes destruction but has yet to see the power of God for revival, to cause salvation, and let revival come to that end. Let's pray for it, let's seek it, let's be envisioned for it, and may it happen. May we be a revival generation. Amen.